What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the second episode of the week for For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 273B, where we will B. now discuss Deep Water on Hulu. For you with, that, with you for that discussion, Grayson, Roger, and Chris. For the episode of Morbius, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, trailer talk, check out the episode 273A posted on Tuesday, 412. Well, Jim, let's jump into deep water. And as always, start with the tomato meter, which is a rockin' 37%. Baller! And an audience score of 23%. Baller! Oh my gosh. Deep water, what happened? Banner week for us, guys. Banner week. I hate this week. (laughs) For, I mean, for in our defense, it should have been a better week than this. Both movies should be better than what they are. All right, let's take a look at some particulars here. All right. Directed by Adrian Lynn, Ben Affleck, Casey, Anna de Armas, Tracy Letts, Grace Jenkins, Kristen Connolly, Laurel Howry, Brandon Miller. Written by Sam Levinson, Zach Helm. Roger, what is Deep Water about? It's an erotic thriller. I, I knew you were so. You were waiting for that since last week. Oh, yes, I was. It is not erotic nor thrilling. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, no, it's kind of. Bo- I, I, I think it's pretty close to both of those. I think that's pretty accurate, actually. What? I mean, I meant the fact that it actually pulls those two things off. It does not. It's definitely erotic. I mean, neurotic. No, it could be. A th- I mean, there are definitely thriller aspects here. Definitely thriller aspects. Roger, right, yeah. okay. Tell us, beyond erotic thriller fiend, tell us what Deep Water is about. Uh, it's about a bad spouse and a worse husband. Bad wife, worse husband. It's bad about wife. it's a, it's a bad about wife a, and a poor and a poor human. Well, it's it's yeah. about a, t- a terrible marriage already done, but both people are selfish people that refuse to let go of it. Well, so hold on, I I, I want to challenge you already. What do you mean it's a it, it's a terrible marriage already done? Because there's a whole bunch of people these people are friends with that seem pretty damn happy. Well, this marriage is about, this marriage is long defunct. That. This marriage is long defunct. All right. Well, we'll talk about I it. I mean, it's not marriage in a normal sense. It's not marriage in a normal sense. That is correct. In any bit. They're basically like, she bangs dudes, then he kills <laughs> them. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so there is there is a dynamic there. there you know, that's I'll, really about it. What was that song, She Bang, like from 2002 or something like that? She Bang, She Bang. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ricky Martin? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! So, okay, so I think a big discussion point for this one is, of course, Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus. Yeah, it, it has to be. I mean, those two are phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're the two leads. So, well, sure. Anna is much better than Ben, but Ben is pretty good in this movie too. I think. I think Ben's very good in this movie. His face always tells you what's going on. Yeah, and that's why I think Ben has grown as an actor tenfold more than I mean, most that people. Ben really slowed down. He did. He did look pretty sleek. He did. So let's talk about what 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 happens then. We are introduced to the family. Uh, obviously, it's a traditional Southern residence. And we're inter- where? They, where? Aren't they in the, like Louisiana? New yeah, Orleans? yeah, no, yeah. One, one of those traditional places. And we're introduced to. I think we're introduced to him first. We're introduced to Affleck's character. Yep. Riding a bike kind of slowly, methodically through through the woods. Just could, just did a hard workout. He gets to the front porch, carries it up, takes he puts the bike against the wall, takes his shoes off, looks to his left, sees his wife sitting on the steps, who says nothing, 
responds to his question with one word, gets up and walks upstairs. And then he obviously also intending to go to the bedroom, walks up the stairs, the first set of stairs to the left to a different bedroom. Yep. Tells you everything you need to know about their dynamic right there in the beginning. Not great, Bob. No. And so this is a story about, I don't even know. Okay. So it's a marriage. that's already, it's already on, on the back. It's foot. broken. It's not in a great spot. And you have two very selfish people. She seeks attention of men, different, different men than her, than her husband to get her she husband's attention. attention of men. Well, she does. I mean, am I wrong about that? No, but she does it to get a rise out of her husband. No, I think it gets uh, a rise out of her yeah, husband. She does that for her. Yeah. Oh, I, I think she does it to make statements to him. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I think she's crazy too. Legitimately. Mm-hmm. Well, there are several points in the film where, I mean, she's legitimately talking to him, trying to get him to admit that he loves her. And, and she's happy with that. But he, but he, he and his facial expression, not into it. <laughs> like he is, but he's not, he is because he has a daughter and because she's a very attractive woman and he wants her, but he's not in love with her. And I, I really do think that's her motivation is to get the attention of her husband. I would counter and say that he's very much in love with her. Yeah, he is. He's absolutely in love I with mean, her. I mean, because if he wasn't, he probably wouldn't be killing her lovers. Spoiler. By <laughs> probably. The probably. Being Allegedly. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, there's part of the thriller aspect. And it doesn't take long before you figure out what's going on. So that's not much of a spoiler. Um, especially when you figure out when the end rolls around. The, the scene I just talked about, how, how, how it kind of bookends the whole thing. Um, that's kind of a kind of the last revelation you make but my overall in this movie was i was into it for like the first half hour and after that i I kind of fell out of love with this movie because it went in a direction i didn't i didn't i just didn't think it should have gone and then the ending i really hated okay like capital h hate this ending i know all right then one thing this movie does have going for it is uh there is a fair bit of sexual tension uh there's a fair bit of nudity and there's <laughs> is, is in the pros column. Yeah, or of course it is. Column. Um, but I mean, the, it, it has like a purpose though. Boobs. But, it, but it's, <laughs> my point is, it has a purpose in inside the themes of the story. Is you know, she's from a different culture, a different country. You know, America's kind of prudish about you know just being naked in front of house guests, and not her, not not, not so much. Where she comes from is it's not quite so bad. So I think I mean, she hates him. I'm she, pretty sure she hates her husband. Yeah, it's funny how you and I watch, we watch the same movie. We have very we have complete opposite. I, I mean, she repeatedly tells him, "I hate you." That's why I think she. But hates then she you. also repeatedly asks him, "Do you love me? Do you love yeah. me? Do you love me?" She's crazy. Do you love me is different than I hate you. Than I hate you. <laughs> sure, sure, it's sure. It's quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> Literally, in every direction. <laughs> uh, so. All right, Chris, what did you think about before we dive dive into it? What did you think about? What did, what did I think about what? The, the movie, the movie in, 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 in general. I mean, the movie in general, uh, this movie tries to touch, tries to base its whole like premise around a subject that I don't think was explored very well to have a sense of what's going on. Or maybe this movie was made for people with a specific set of knowledge already. And then you try to put a thriller, a 
throw a mindset on top of it, which I don't well, think it's targeted at the same, you know, Gone Girl was incredibly popular. Um, uh, the Girl on a Train was very popular. This is based on a 1957 novel by Patricia Highsmith, who also gave us The Talented Mr. Ripley, Strangers on a Train, um, stuff like in the same vein as this. So, but again, you can't not think about Gone Girl as well. It, Gone Girl, I mean, even with Ben Affleck, it's the same tone, the same, same, same lead lead actor. I would argue that this isn't targeted to Gone Girl in the same way you think it is. How so? I think this is, leans more towards the audience that watched Nine and a Half Weeks Later. Or Nine and a Half Weeks. Uh, nine and a Half Weeks Later. Nine and a Half Weeks. I think that's more of the, the audience targeting, not the Gone Girl thriller side of this. Interesting. Roger, what do you think? I think Chris is probably more correct because it's definitely built more around the sexual side of it. Yes. Like heavily into that. Yep. Because as much as it's a weak thriller, like there is a lot, a lot of sexual tension in this movie Mm -hmm. and it's purposely built up by her specifically manipulating him. Um, I mean, let's break down some parts of this movie, right? So, like, she is blatantly having affairs, right? Not even trying to cover it up. So so much so that the neighbors all know. And to the point, like, you know, she doesn't even sneak around. She brings the dudes to the house. Like, she brought the one guy to a party with all their friends. Yeah. Twice. And and the friends that that are offended might not be the right word. The friends that are concerned with her actions our friends that are obviously into some weird shit already. At least and, a little bit. Oh, absolutely. That's what the whole point of the dancing is. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, even your friends that are super fucking cool about this kind of stuff, aren't cool about what you're and doing. They're even in the like, circle. dude, what's up with your, what's up with your chick? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, it's, it's a lot. And they're concerned about him because of how much it is. Yeah. So, so Ben Affleck's character, mm-hmm. um, Vic Allen, he is the inventor of some, some kind computer of, chip that runs drones. Yep. But I mean, it's obviously made him a millionaire 10 times over. Well, yeah, because when you can feed starving children that need food, it makes you a lot of money. Or shoot insurgents <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> Blow people up. I know. thought that was one of the clever points in this movie. Well, clever jokes in this movie. He's like, does anybody ever do it? He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, but they could. <laughs> <laughs> So he's obviously rich, and his friends are well off too. Like they're all. I don't think anybody here is poor. No, no. 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 These are this is a very rich crowd. They all have very Actually, nice. They all have pretty houses. epic houses, by the way. Yeah. Like <laughs> legitimately epic houses. Yep. <laughs> and they live somewhere where you can drive your car to the gorge, <laughs> which you know that's not in the Ohio Valley. I'll tell you that much. I mean, in in, in the defense of that, it was a Subaru and an old truck, so at least some four wheel drive action happened. That's there. true. So, Subi, we we start with. Uh, what so early in the movie yes she does bring what's her name in the oh melinda does melinda. bring uh, a handsomest young blonde pretty boy to the house Maybe taylor right she is flirting with him kind of like rubbing herself on him kind of gyrating in the middle of the crowd he gets a moment alone with affleck's character vic and then Pretty much, Vic pretty, is super cool about everything. <laughs> pretty much, Vic says he tells him a story about a guy who had the attention of his. Who wife. used to be Melinda's friend that went missing. Yep. Missing, and then he's like, and then he says, "I killed him." Straight up, tells him straight face. No, he's not trying to hide it. Nothing. And then, so we at that point, as the audience, 
we don't i mean we're assuming yeah. because like we like because all we've seen so far what this movie does really well is in the beginning is all we've seen so far is ben affleck is the oh that poor husband his wife is cheating on him you know, that's what the movie has given us so far and so like we for a while we kind of I, I, I feel bad for him, at least on some level. I didn't hear what you said, Roger, but I, I heard one letter, so I think I know what you said. But I said he's being cucked. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yep. That's the word. I knew it. Um, uh, because so, he is, legitimately. Yeah, so that's, I mean, and then so one and I'm missing, and so we we think it's a funny play on words. It's a cheeky, he's just throwing shade at the guy. Oh, and, and is the way he delivers it, like, he tells me, he's like, I killed him. Yep. And then he smiles at him. Yeah. And he's like, why would you tell me? He's like, I just want you to know I beat him to death with a hammer. Yep. Then he just looks at him. He's like, no one will believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out, you know, the next day after the party's over that everybody has heard the rumor that, you know, Vic killed Mitch McRae yep. or whatever. And he was just like, Jesus Christ, people. It was just a fucking joke. Yep. You know, and he's like, I don't know why we're joking about this, but. You know, Mitch is dead. So, huh. but yeah, but so but we find know. out that this is like maybe something has happened multiple times before. Maybe allegedly, <laughs> you know, and then we find out like Vic collects snails because why not? He's a weird dude. <laughs> well, so, I mean, that's just a creepy I, thing. I want to talk about the do. snails for one second. Yeah. We never once get told why he has the snails. Well, it's just something that he can control. He Does controls he... that environment down there. 100% controls that environment. That's probably a good take on it. I, well, I mean... The, I never you, looked at it like that, but you're probably right. They, snails? It, it also tells you why... It could have been guinea pigs, bro. No, it, he tells you why he, he likes why he, he likes snails, though. Because they'll go 12 feet for a mate? Well, we climb a 12-foot wall for yeah, a mate? Yeah, well, because they'll, they'll travel any distance for their mate, yeah. Mm. Well, Which but it's also telling symbolic. you what he will do to protect his marriage. Yes. I mean, wolves are a better example. Sure, but you can't have wolves in your basement. I mean... It's, is it more or less acceptable you also to, have wolf, you to have wolves or snails? You also can't kill people in the woods, either. <laughs> I mean, sure. Turns out... <laughs> you can't. Can. Turns out you can have wolves in your basement. <laughs> yeah. You can. <laughs> and then, so fast forward a little, little bit to a house part. Now, there's a lot where... I mean, a lot of this movie is... The entire movie is in the dialogue. There's no other... So it's just a matter of how characters. Well, the movie's know, dialogue is not bad, by the way. No, it's, it's sometimes it's clever. Yes, like super clever. It is. And and some some of those conversations at the dinner table is like, oh, how do you recover from that kind of awkwardness? You know, it's sometimes like, they don't. Sometimes someone just gets up and leaves after the after the awkwardness. Like I don't. I've never been at one of the. I, I no. I, I I lied. So I was one time. I was it must have been early middle school, like sixth grade. I was over at my buddy Jeff's house, and for some reason. His dad just hit his brother in the face, and like I didn't, <laughs> yes! I didn't know what to do. So I just like we all just kind of sat there in silence. The mom was horrified. I didn't know what to do. We all just kind of sat there in silence for a minute. And the older brother Chris, he he deserved. It. He was he was a real turd. But uh, uh, look, look, let me what guess, dad just, dad just kept eating, right? Dad just kept eating, and no one, and the mother didn't do anything. I just kind of sat there with my hands on my lap, like looking at my friend Jeff, like, what do I do? I don't. Can I know. go home now. And then, but like. <laughs> Point is, we sat there for like a good 30 seconds in, in complete abject silence, nothing, until Chris got up and just left. Point is, that was as awkward as it's ever been for me. And some of these dinners are freaking awkward for me to, to see. Oh, through. yeah. Especially because, I mean, you never know. I mean, you start to get the sense that Vic is 
maybe a little more accurate with his words than we hope he is. Because by the end of this movie, do you like anybody? No, I mean, no, no. They're all they're all pretty shitty. Yeah, I mean, except for like maybe one of the spouses of the people not so involved. I mean, I think some of them are pretty funny. Yeah, like legitimately to the point where Lorel's in this movie and he gets so stoned outside, sitting in a pool. He's sitting there just staring off into space, and he's like, "Vic, is it raining? It's clearly raining, <laughs> like heavily raining." He's like, "Yeah." He's like. Oh shit! I must be high as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I didn't even notice. <laughs> he just gets up and leaves. Which is so high, sitting in the pool. So, which is awesome. Let's talk about guy way. number two then. Let's talk about guy number two. And if you you know him, if you've seen the Kissing Booth movies, Charlie the piano player, the pianist, the pianist. You've seen him in the Kiss. All three Kissing Booth movies is Noah. You've seen him, that tall, handsome son of a gun who gives the worst performance of his career in Kissing Booth. But for some reason, other movies he's in. Like this one, he's actually pretty decent. I don't understand that. But old Charlie can play piano, and old Charlie not only hits on Melinda, but also sneaks away to a room with Melinda where they've definitely just had sex quickly. Um, Vic is looking around for them in the house, finds them. And then, because we all, we see this play out. We see Vic see them come out of the room that was, when he tried the doorknob, was locked. Yep. And then we see them go in the pool, and then Lil Rel goes inside when it starts raining. Everyone goes inside, but Charlie, the pianist, is outside still enjoying the pool. Having some drinks. And we, you know, we cut to Vic starting to move, get out of the pool. We cut to the kitchen. We don't see what happened. And then Vic comes in, and one of the guests looks down and sees old Charlie face down in the pool. Actually, it's several minutes later. Yeah, several yeah. minutes. So, yeah. I mean, which, which works in Vic's favor. Yes. So it definitely works in Vic's favor. Um, so, yeah. And then we kind of get the idea that, well, maybe maybe Vic's kind of an a-hole too. Maybe he's a murderous, mm. maybe he's murdering people. Only if you're against murder do you think he's Well, and then the, – but you know what? In, in Vic's defense, they all jumped in, tried to save the guy. So much so where I thought they might have actually revived him. Yeah. Like There's he coughs out water, does. though they push the water out of yeah. him, I guess. But hilarious moment though when they lift him out of the pool, they accidentally dropped him and he busts his head I mean, top on the really. side of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that when the police arrive, somebody mentions that they dropped the co- you know the corpse, <laughs> and he's like, "It didn't affect the death." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and the guy's like, "It didn't help it either." <laughs> Shitty friends. Somebody oh. died in their pool, and you got fucking jokes. <laughs> <laughs> My insurance is going up, asshole. Oh. This isn't funny. That's true. I mean, I don't know how much yeah. your insurance goes up when someone dies in your car property. But yeah, I mean, he's covered his tracks completely. Everything looks good. The cops kind of have a weird suspicion about things. And then there's the one new guy to the neighborhood who's writing a book who, you know, has got to get his input in to I the... Mean, the cops have a weird suspicion because because our, our main lead's wife says, you killed him, asshole. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which the cops. is super weird. Super awkward. Because... No one saw him do a goddamn thing. Nope. And he legitimately was the one performing CPR on the guy. Yeah. The only one. But he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't doing it right. Well, he was already dead, I too. Mean, she says he wasn't doing it right. He also pushed water out of his lungs. Yeah, so he was doing something right. But, sure. Yeah, part sure, of that. Sure. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I kind of, my, my take on that was he was botching it on purpose. I, I'm pretty sure it was he, he was, was the already was dead. dead. Yeah, who even they said that you know said that said you're wasting your time. Well, they said to the cop, "We pulled the body out of the we pulled the dead body out of the water." 
Yeah. Like, like, like they admitted that he, he was didn't put dead. CPR. He's like, we tried, but he was clearly dead. Yeah. I mean, he'd been face down in a pool for several minutes at that point. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he was, sucked he in a ton dead. of water. His lungs are definitely, he's definitely dead. full of water. Um. So, and then, yeah, but then the movie does, there's no more, I mean, so much of the suspense is in the fact that like, well, did he do it or didn't he? Like, who, who side are we on? And then we, well, at that point we didn't know. Yeah. You well, still no, don't but, know I mean, yet. But we do then, like, it doesn't wait till the end to show us all of these. It, it shows you pretty quick after that. How, yeah. how he does it. He's remembering. Yep. And so. And he literally just strong-armed that dude under the water, too. Mm-hmm. And that dude's pretty big. So, so, so is, I mean, Ben's character. Vic is pretty big, too, but. Yeah. Charlie the pianist was was not a small guy, either, so. Well, then, no, for, he was also very in- intoxicated, because she drinks a lot, which means the people she's with probably drinks a lot, too. And oh, he doesn't yeah. drink at all, ever. Very rarely. Well, I don't think he drank at all during the whole movie. Well, he's he's got to be. He sober had, for the one movie. time he has a drink, he has a club soda, which yeah. has no alcohol. They mentioned it one time that that, that he re- that he rarely drinks. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't remember him drinking, but I mean he the points the, the points the same. Yeah, you know he's always sober, so he's always watching what's going on, and people are partying around him. You know, it's like there are people we don't see drinking, but there's definitely some guys just hang out, smoke pot, which you know you don't ever see him do any of that either. Nope. So you know he's got his snails and he's happy. He's murder and snails and happiness. And his kid. He loves his kid. Very much so, which is why I think that he, uh, why things escalate very quickly in this movie. Oh, Trixie, who's an evil little devil herself. I like, I like Trixie. Trixie is, well, uh, Trixie's terrible, the hero of this. Terrible name. Terrible name, but, but cool kid. Well, so like, his family becomes directly threatened at one point. Yeah. And the, and the, and the movie escalates quickly from that point too and i think the movie does a good job of of showcasing that escalation because it doesn't in two ways it isn't with literally what we what we see on screen and with um how it tells the story of the murders it comes it comes from you we get a rumor then we get a oh he probably could have he may have done this actually and then it goes to showing us a murder on screen so like it, it escalates the amount of things that we know about each murder and like what we get to see, what our characters involved in, I think that's a pretty clever way to have the escalations happen. No, you're not wrong about that at, at all. Actually, that's a good way to put it. And the movie does do. I mean, the script does that in a certain way for a specific reason. Yeah. So there's that as well. Yeah. So I mean, that's. And then we get another repeat of what we've just seen now twice. Yeah. Well, one time our suspicion confirmed about the first time but we've seen it once so do we did we need the third one yeah well yeah so the third one i think third the, third brings the downfall well the third is the most important one right because because that that's when his family is actually threatened yeah that he that, the way that he sees it you know she's gonna take his daughter away mm-hmm. and and leave so now his family is threatened by this outside source even though she's a part of it that this man is directly threatening like the what he's very much in control of, which is his 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 family and especially his daughter, so that's what kicks off the big escalation and how how very much serious and how much our character dives down this hole is because he doesn't he straight up ducks this guy, mm-hmm. takes him out in the woods and then kills his ass. And it's very Dude, when he hit him directly in the face with that rock, I legit <laughs> went, "Ooh, yep, shit!" It happens so <laughs> fast, so fast to where he actually makes a big mistake in. How he got rid, how he gets rid of the body. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things. Whereas I think that death is the key one actually, because the person he killed was a smarter guy. Yep, and was which some, he actually says too. Yes, he does. 
And I, it's, it's directly threatening his family instead of just messing around with his wife. There's a difference now. Mm-hmm. And he and he jump, he doesn't waste any time because he, he feels like he has to because he's going to lose him if he doesn't. Yep. I also think, too, like, I don't think he needed to put this body in the river either. He didn't. I don't know why he did Yeah, like, where it was, he nobody finding him for a while. I mean, well, here's the thing, though. Just bury him. Like, just bury him in the mud. Why is the, the shitty neighbor, the shitty new guy there? Uh, that one I don't really understand. I think plot convenience, honestly, it has to be right, and 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 it did kind of take me out. It was like, why is this asshole here? Well, no, no, that doesn't make sense because I mean, he wouldn't have known about the scarf unless, unless, um, well, his wife, his wife called him. Well, remember they had been talking. True, and here's the thing: she finds some evidence of of him missing, knowing that he's going to go there. She could have easily called him and said, "Hey, you what know, was his name Donald, something like that." Yeah. yeah. Could have, yeah, could have called him and said, hey, I left my scarf here. Can you get that for me? Because he has it already. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like maybe she called him and then they they, wrote, they, they, they cut that out of the actual final yeah. product. Because that sets up you know, the last. Or she tried to set him up, period, by putting him near the. True. But she left the scarf there before that she. Oh, okay. Yeah, she you're did. right. You're yeah. right. You're right. But it, But it's just one of those things where. That was a little bit of convenience, and that kind of took me out a little bit, but it got us so ready to go at the end of the movie. Sure. Too. So, uh, basically, he's like, I'm going to go tell everybody. So, this movie is basically a long PSA for not texting and driving. I was going to say the same thing. God dang, I thought that I was watching right. it. Just make a phone call, people. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah hey, yeah. There's use no, your Bluetooth. Be safe. If you're 50 or older, don't even try it. Yeah. I mean, listen, you have an iPhone, use Apple CarPlay. It works yeah. very well. Yeah. Very, very yeah. In- integrated, especially into Subarus. They're very, very high tech. Yep. By the way, there is a play on words here with the fact that the man drives a Subaru. So if you were interested. Was it they're like the safest car and he just ramps it over the thing? And... I mean, not really. It's for more of the uh, the, the nine and a half weeks crowd. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. And it's but... just sheer dumb luck that Ben's able to catch up with him on his bike in the mountain well, trail. No, 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 dumb luck. Not dumb luck. He planned that route. And he took a short like He did. He did that on purpose. But I don't. Um, I still don't think he would have caught him before before he got the information out. Like, well, but the other off. the other thing is he just should have made a phone call instead sure. of yeah. trying to text and drive. <laughs> but so here's the thing. I think there's a better ending here. There is. And I don't want to spoil it, but so the Subaru crashes and the guy doesn't ever make it out of the car and you know he's dead. You know, it's as far as we get. I think the better story here is Affleck Rex's car for Vic Rex's car in front of the Subaru gets hit by the car anyway, dies. The Subaru mm. still goes off the cliff and then it all ends up unresolved. Yeah. Like, I think that's a cool story to play out, but we don't get that here. We do get this weird sort of like he gets back home, not to mention anything about Dawn. Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Just gets home, changes. <laughs> And she looks right at him. She's like, I heard from Tony, which she didn't. Was because uh, he knows she did. I know. Yeah. And the movie just sort of ends. I think that was, but see, I, th- I think, I think she's in now. Oh yeah. She knows, you know, well, I mean, she knows what he'll do for her. Exactly. And she's more than in on the whole thing now at this point. Yeah, so. This is some weird black widow thing. Yeah, like, for real. Say, yeah, like I think now she gets to become a black widow, which is probably super sexy. I mean, <laughs> they're going to have a lot of, a lot more weird sex. Yeah. So, yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Live your best life, Ben. What do you think, Grayson? Weird sex or no? He just sort of toned out. No, yeah, I'm no. just going to listen to your Black Widow. <laughs> I think Black Widow is a real thing. Like, it I is. think this fits. I'm not Black Widow is kind of like a weird thing where you get married and you kill your husband. But, you know, I think there's something to be said about you're just banging dudes. And your husband's just knocking them out. Eventually, it'll catch up to you, though, because it has to. Yeah, because it'll always get circled yeah, back. They'll, they'll have a good time until then. 
weird. But I mean, that doesn't, that can't go on forever. But, so the ending I hate because I, it's unresolved. Not only is it unresolved, but I don't think that the movie, I don't think it, the movie earns the ending it has, even though the ending is stupid as hell anyway. Because like she pretty much finds out everything and yeah. hides the evidence that could indict her husband. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To just go on living the life that they were living. So let me yeah. ask you a real question, Razor, because I know you always talk about this, right? So in this movie, the good guys do not win. Mostly because there are no good guys here. It's true. Who's the good guy? Is it her, technically? Trixie's the good guy. Trixie. Um, well, no, you're probably you're probably right in that. She's the compass. Yep. Um, but yeah, okay. Because yeah, this is this is bad people all around. Yeah, yeah. Both of our leads aren't good people. Here. No, they're bad people. Yeah. Like bad, bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It's all. It, it's all depending on how you look. Sex at it. crazed lunatic, murderer. Technically, she's higher up the less crazy chain. Technically. But like she, I mean, wouldn't by laws of the land. But isn't the whole point that I mean, isn't one of the points that by the ending it's swapped? Like you start the movie thinking he's the good guy, and she when it ends up, it's the opposite. Wow. Like she hasn't done anything wrong. Hold on, I would pose that even though he's murdered all these people, he still might be the good guy. I think so. Yeah, I think that's what we're okay. At. Okay. Well, how do you? Murder is not. Well, okay. So my justification for this, and in all seriousness, he's doing what he thinks he needs to do to keep his family there together. All right. All right. I mean, listen, he's wrong, and it's a terrible idea. Absolutely. But that's the mindset that I think he's in. Yeah. Is that she's going to keep doing this? I'm going to prove like how much I want to be with her by murdering all these other people. Mm -hmm. That. I think that's really where it goes. Yeah, because like, so like, Grayson, what what's the ending? What's the correct ending for this? Like, in, quote unquote, in your mind, then. Well, I like to get. I like when justification gets to those characters that deserve to be punished for what they did. So what the cops show up? Yeah, they they bust them. They they some small detail gets lands him. Well, you say bust them. So who's them though? Well, she no, didn't do anything. No, yeah, right, she didn't no, do anything. We would be busting him, but I mean, he would somehow get out of it. When that Subaru crashed, which we all technically, you could probably pin this most of this on Dawn. It's true. At least Tony's murder. Yeah, you put that wall in the right place. Yeah, Dawn killed that yeah. guy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, so, but I mean, I, I mean, back to that question though. Grayson. So, why did she? Why did he put the wallet in the snail thing? So, That's I thought, like, why would you not just get rid of that thing? So, I thought this when I was watching it when she was in there. I was like, I was like, I was like, why would he keep a trophy now? It doesn't make any sense. Or maybe he's got others. You know, he may have something from from the first guy that he kills, right? That, that we never see, the Mitchell guy or whatever. Mitch McCray. Mitch. Yep. Yeah, so like him, but like he didn't get a trophy from, from guy number two. Well, Taylor, well, that's guy number two. The yeah. one that, but he leaves, though. He leaves. He doesn't kill him. So, 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 as far as we know. So he anyway. doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, so you he, mean you mean pool guy. You mean pianist. Yes. Pianist yeah. Char- yeah, number Charles. two. Yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he doesn't get a trophy from that guy. So that third kill is probably his first trophy. And like... That's a weird thing to keep, you know what I mean? Yeah, the wall is a bad one. Yeah, because because he doesn't get rid of like the guy's fingerprints. She took like his eyeball or something. Yeah, right. Like that's like, hey, <laughs> his eyeball. Real serious. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, listen, you put his eyeball in the snail thing. That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> that's so really I think dark. that I think that that the wall is just lazy writing to have her have a way to find out about it and show you that she's on on his side after this. You know what I mean? I I think that's all the wall it is. Sure. Because like because again, Grayson like like. 
So if they arrest him, does she not go? Like, does nothing happen to her? Because then she wins. But again, she hasn't done anything wrong except cheat be on a shitty wife. Yeah, but like, <laughs> be a shitty spouse. That's not yeah. that's not punishable by the law. So I mean, I mean, if in theory, no, she's fine. It just doesn't. But I mean, she would she would one hundred percent leave with Trixie, and then they'd be gone forever. Yeah, she seems like she'd be a terrible role model for Trixie, though. No, she <laughs> she's definitely a terrible mother too. Like we just don't see. It. Well, she's she's not a good mother either. She's a terrible wife and not a good mother either. Yeah. I mean, she's like she yells at her daughter for wanting to play old McDonald. Like, I, why? I mean, come on. Listen, as a parent who's had to hear the same songs on repeat in movies before, I get that part though. No, fine, I get it. Yes, but, but like, you know what I would have done though? Very past aggressively, I just unplugged the Alexa because, yeah. <laughs> Passive aggressive is very Roger right there. Yeah, but the point. So she didn't do anything wrong. So there's no. I mean, show so. Didn't do anything illegal. There we go. <laughs> she did a lot of fucked up things. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But the point is, in the, from the beginning of the movie to the end, our, our our viewpoints are completely flipped from who we think is the is is the more of a wrongdoer compared to now morally and <laughs> legally. There's two different. You know, like, I mean, what if you're cheering for Vic by the end? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Hypothetically. I don't think he's a terrible guy. He just needs work. But he's murdered at least three people, if not more. So, yeah. You say so? I mean, maybe he's not a role model for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's... No, yeah. I, I, he has the best line of the movie, too. Which is? When she throws a suitcase in the pool. <laughs> no it just says, says, we are not leaving. First of all, there are so many great lines in this movie. I I, I laughed so many times at like there are. Yeah, some the, the, stuff the, that he says and some stuff that she's. I forget them now, but there's I think I said lines. I think I said to Roger earlier that like the dialogue is is cunning and funny. Like, I beat like, him to death with a hammer because he <laughs> stares at him straight faced. Like, well, like some of the stuff said at dinner, some of the stuff that says that said between the friends. Dude, when she looks at him, when her and Tony and him are in the kitchen, she's like, "He's the first American guy I ever fucked," yeah. and he's just like Tony's like. Holy shit, you're crazy. Vic's <laughs> like, ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, well, so let me okay, here's a question that I have for you is is this a love story then? Just a really messed yeah, up. Yeah, actually, story? I believe that it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seriously, I think it is. Yep. So a yeah, super dark one? Yeah, I mean, it is. But we've seen worse, right? True. But that's the point of it, though. Is they only killed three people that we know. We've seen people go no, way more than that for love. On the on the Hulu poster, it says the the tagline is the love story is never the whole story. All right, so actually, then, not a bad line. So then, I mean, Deep Water, of course, refers to the last one that would bring Vic down had that guy gotten away. Yep. But it's also like the deep water is like you don't have I mean in deep water you don't you don't have stable footing, you're floating, you're you're never nothing's ever certain in deep water is the point. So but how many times was this gonna let's say he got away with that and the rocks did weigh that guy down to the point where no one found him for ten years. Who does I mean how many more people would have been killed in, in Vic's wake? <laughs> I mean, or how many other people have he has he killed besides the one yeah. we know about? Yeah. But we know all the like we know the thing like we know the so we know he's killed three. No one else is. I mean that it was a big deal because the first guy what was the first guy's name Mitch Mitch McRae. 
he was missing. Like we never for, heard about for a long else. time. Yeah. But like, we never heard anything else about any other person that was missing from their lives. Oh no. So, I mean, we are, we're assuming that these were, these were the only ones he killed, right? Or the only one we ever got found. True. And I also love the, love the line when they're sitting in the, so when they're in bed and she's pretty much reaccusing him and he says, well, if I did, are you frightened of me? And she says, no, he says, why? And she says, <laughs> cause I'm the thing you killed for, mm-hmm. which is a great line, which is super fucked up. Really? Yep. Ooh, buddy. That's a dark line. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a great line. I will let you murder other men for me. Yep. Whoa. But that's what she, that's, that's, so you ever think you have a marital problems? Whoa. <laughs> but that's kind of the whole thing for me is like, Can we just get a divorce. <laughs> but that's kind of the whole thing for me with what she wants. Melinda is she just wants his attention. She wants him to be in it with her, like mind, body, and soul, like a marriage should be. Hmm. But he's, yeah. but he hasn't been for so long. So no, going back mm-hmm. to the going back to the original question I asked you, and you 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 countered with, I think he does love her. I don't think he's in love with someone the way that you should be for a good marriage. I think he he wants hold on to have complete control. They of do her. not have a good marriage in any capacity, yeah. which is why I don't think he's. If he loves her, it's only because he sees her as a property and a mother to their kid. But it's not like a it's not like a lay in the lay in the lawn on a summer night looking at stars with someone you your heart is pounding for type oh of no life. i believe that they do that too <laughs> sure except that he she bangs other dudes and he kills them yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that she's just pounding other yeah dudes. listen it's not traditional yeah it's but not. it works for them Q, ricky martin. allegedly Q, ricky martin she bangs she bangs <laughs> allegedly the thing this movie is very strange to me but i mean i can see how you want it because the other movies were so popular so, I mean, Roger, what's the budget on this bad boy? Find out. Uh, give me a minute. It can't be much, right? I'm guessing I it's, it's more than what you think it is. I bet you it's 40. Cash. I bet you it's 40 or less. 60 million. That's the budget? No. No, I'm, I'm guessing. Oh. That's my uh, guess. 49, 48.9. So Dang. call it 50. All right, all right, yeah. That's a little higher than I thought it was going to be, but. <laughs> well, listen, some of those, those houses were expensive. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's filming locations, they, they wouldn't have been cheap. And the CGI on the driving scenes were pretty yes, intense. Yes, did you notice that, Grayson? <laughs> the, CGI. the worst. So, yeah, you know, it's weird that we're going to talk about CGI in a movie like this because it really is just a, a pretty, it's a thriller. But so there's these scenes where they're driving in the car and he's arguing with Tony or talking to Tony about, you know, doing the stuff for Melinda. And, like, they do the outside of the car shot. The car's just driving along like normal. They do the interior shots where they're talking. And, like, the CGI on the windows looks so bad. Yep. It's like it's stuttering along. Like, somebody's moving, like, a poster board <laughs> past the car. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And there's another guy with another poster board. Like, what? Is, the next one. It just yeah. like, it, I like, legitimately, I was like, what is, what is this? But that's the only real problem I had with that. It just stuck out to me. It was so bad. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I didn't think those scenes were. I, I something did look off to me. I did, but I didn't know what it was. This movie's weird. It is. It's the easiest thing to say about it. Very much is. This is definitely for a specific audience. But I can see how some people in that specific audience would really love it, though. And they'd watch oh, it three or four. The dialogue times. is good. Enough, is, is good enough to to at least halfway enjoy the watch. Um, but I can see how someone would invite you know maybe invite a girlfriend over and like oh you got to watch this movie with me open a bottle of wine and then you know but that's how I mean. But the thing with the rise of streaming is 
you know, Netflix, Hulu, all that. Like you don't, you're not answering to anyone, but you're selling. I mean, it's a pretty yeah. bold. That's a pretty bold invite a girl over date movie, though, man. <laughs> like it's like you're gonna turn on this movie, like so. What's your stance on cuckolding? Like that's gonna be your leading because that's, no, that's no. pretty bold. Or you watch you know, the movie. murder baby because I'd kill for you. <laughs> <laughs> or you or you watch or you watch the movie and then you you turn to her and coldly say, "Don't ever leave me." <laughs> then just walk the walk out of the room. Wow, um, yeah. You sucked all the life out of that. That got dark. <laughs> just saying, okay, but, you just stomped right on it. I'll bet you we don't have any numbers from Hulu. There's no metric for us, but nope. I would bet you. So it's been out since March 18th, which is, you know, about a, a, a week less than a month at this point. I'll bet you it's been viewed millions and millions of times. Sure. Uh, one other thing about this movie did set in COVID hell too for a while. Did it's it? It's been. It's been done since late 2020 and okay. just sat there waiting, which is weird because it ended up on Hulu anyway. So why did they hold it? I don't know. But one of those things. Maybe it wasn't always intended to be Hulu because, I mean, remember, Hulu does uh, Disney does own Hulu. Yeah. And yeah. all those Fox studios. So maybe this was going to be a, a 20th century production and they just started to push it here. Maybe they just share the love with Disney and you know Fox and. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all one company now. I'm telling you, this movie would have been a big deal when it came out. As far as like water cooler talk with friends, um, I, I think this movie would have been a big deal, and it's probably still just, is a big deal. I don't think it's good enough to to merit that, though. Listen, is it weird and kind of crazy? Sure, but past that, it's not overly psychological. It is very sexual if you're into that and talk about that with your coworkers. Um, but it's not good enough to merit a lot of discussion passable like i'll never watch deep water again no however and i probably will never recommend it to anybody i can so. recommend it i just i don't it won't be something i watch i mean i'm why I, I mean maybe a couple years down the line if i'm like i i don't know if someone's like hey you want to watch deep water with me and i'm i'm, I'm with them uh, sure but like i'm not gonna like turn it on to go to group of dudes get together watch deep water no i didn't That's i meant weird. like a, a girl that i'm seeing and married oh. to Oh, you didn't you didn't say that. Well, I mean, I, I, did I have to? <laughs> Come on, got the now. bros over to watch Deep Water. <laughs> Hell yeah, boys! Buckle up, you're in for a ride. <laughs> Look at that snail collection. Mm. Yeah, I just who is this aimed at? If it's not aimed at my Chris, you said if it's if it's if, it, if it's not aimed at the the demographic I think is aimed at. Who's it aimed at? It's aimed at the same crowd that watches Nine and a Half Weeks. I, see, I wouldn't. I mean, wouldn't this be aimed at the same crowd that liked um, uh, Gone Girl? Real question: Is this aimed at men or women? Primarily, M- women, I think. Well, no, because women wouldn't want to watch. I mean, yes, they. Yeah, they would. <laughs> That's a good question. Like it's it's not it's not as simple and quick an answer as you'd think it would be. That's a good. It's a good. It's a good question, though. Who's it aimed at? I mean, who do you think it's aimed at? I honestly couldn't tell you. I mean, Ben is a big, he pulls a big male audience. Ben's a, you know, he has for 20 years now. Yeah. But I mean, Anna, you know, would also pull a male audience, I guess. Male audience, especially, right? especially when word gets out that she's topless for like a decent chunk of a scene. So, I mean, I, but I mean, I think the women would also find this fascinating. I'll, I'll go first. I went first and last. I'll yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. went last, last time. That's only fair, right? So, uh, Deep Water. Deepwater is a weird movie to score. 
because I did like some of it. I just don't like the overall product, right? Um, the pieces don't quite fit together to make a real coherent movie. Um, there is this weird thriller side. It does have a strong sexual content if you're really into watching movies like that. Um, it does make it did make me laugh a couple of times, you know, but it's not a comedy, so don't think about that. But you know, when the the pieces of the puzzle don't fit together quite right, uh, I think this movie's like a four and a half. It's just below average for me. I'll probably, like I said a little bit ago, I don't think I'll ever watch Deep Water again. There's going to be very few people I actually recommend it to because Deep Water's going to be like, hey, did you watch that erotic thriller? <laughs> you know, I don't. That doesn't exactly come up into conversation very much, and especially because it's not good enough for me to lead with it for anything. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there are a lot of people I would be like, hey, you got to check this out. But that being said, it is on a streaming service. It is free. If you like Affleck, you want to see Anna Dharma's boobs, go right ahead. They're there. It's a four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. So while this movie will appeal to a very specific crowd, and they'll probably enjoy this more than more than your average watcher, this movie isn't – there's just something about this movie that doesn't mesh and flow quite right. It the movie has good, I think, great dialogue, and the cast is, does a fantastic job in here. Even like the the side and supporting characters, they're fun to watch on screen. You know, especially like the friends that they're all that they all have their you know that they're with and stuff a good bit. It's just the movie just never has a has a serious enough tone for the things that are happening, and then the the movie just really loses it on the very last uh, like the last like climb like the chase scene that happens feels very forced. And just doesn't feel genuine compared to the rest of this film. This film does try to be clever for a good bit of it. And then it just loses at the very end because of how just in your face the last chase scene is. This movie's a five. It's right down the middle. It's average. I won't recommend it. I won't watch it again. But it is good enough to get a five for me. I, I think it's a five is where it sits for me too. I, I, I can I – can, if someone's into this kind of stuff – you know, thriller and they like those certain movies we mentioned before. Yeah, of course. If you have a Hulu, there's no reason why you shouldn't check, check it out. I mean, you can always, again, a huge advantage to something like this is if you don't like it, turn it off in 30 minutes. Like you, you, you lose nothing but 30 minutes. Um, I think that Anna Aramis and Ben Affleck are great in this movie. I think the movie solely at times rests on their facial expressions, especially Ben's. He, he plays his character very well, very stone cold, very in charge manly i i like that it was it was an interesting choice for me i think um anna's just as good though i mean she's a hell of an actress to begin with and some of the supporting cast is really good um i yes yeah, i mean but unfortunately i think it just kind of goes nowhere so i think a five is where it has to sit for me interesting so we're all pretty close on that yeah. one yeah, I think so. I mean, within half a point, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, but I, I mean, I don't think. It's I think like, Morbius should have been an erotic thriller. <laughs> I mean, it would have done better. In a couple of ways it could have been vampires. You know, they're kind of that's kind of their thing. That was never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you got my point though. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe 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 forget a phenomenon that took the world by storm in Twilight. So boo. Yeah, those are pretty bad actually. But yeah. all right. This has been episode 274B of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode is posted every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. 
Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. Hi, I'm at Rod Stewart. I have no Twitter. Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. And uh, send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to be checking out Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Michael Bay's Ambulance, theatrically released. Jesus, God, one of those is going to be good. One of those is going to suck. I-